0: So I got home, and there on the doorstep, or rather just inside the doorstep, in front of the letterbox, there was a leaflet there for me um, from Slimming World. Um, And it was there all by itself, not with a pile of posts. It was as if somebody had individually targeted me and said, you need a leaflet from Slimming World. You know, I wondered, if someone noticed that my 15 and a half- inch shirts are getting a little snug? Um, anyway, it's there, all by itself, waiting for me. Now, diets, as many of us know, are easy to begin, but harder to stick with. Um, many a diet people will start, and even after just one week, um, they'll be failing and it's all gone. Well, we are now just over a week into Lent. And I'd imagine there are some of us here struggling with our Lenten resolutions. Probably some of us here have slipped up in part on some of our Lenten resolutions. Well, this Sunday, the second Sunday of Lent, the church always, to help us keep going, gives us this vision of the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus up there on the mountaintop to help us keep going, to help us persevere and if any of us have slipped already to give us a motive to restart. That this vision of Jesus there on the mountaintop, that he gave this vision to Peter, James and John just after he had predicted to them that he was going to suffer and die on the cross and he knew that would be a terrible experience for them to pass through. And so to strengthen them to keep going, he gave them this vision of his future glory there on the mountaintop. And the church reminds us of that today, the second Sunday of Lent, to motivate us to keep going through Lent, to give us a vision of what we will be like if we persevere in our Lenten discipline. So they were shown a vision of transfigured human flesh. Well, my dieting leaflet also had a vision of transfigured human flesh that I think is probably typical of all such leaflets. It had someone who looked really good, uh, really good after they'd achieved their diet, um, with words to the effect of, You too can look like this, um, you know, 40 days of this diet. Well, we've got 40 days of Lent. So I thought I'd point out to you some of the ways a diet is similar to Lent, but also some of the ways that it's different. So both the diet and Lent have a vision of transfigured human flesh, of what you can be changed into. Both the diet and Lent make a promise to you. Both have a trainer to help you on the way. Your diet coach or the Lord Jesus. Both involve self-denial and abstinence, usually abstaining from the pleasure of food. And so with that, both involve suffering. That the cross is intrinsic to any form of training, any form of discipleship. That you can't be an athlete unless you endure the training of the gym. And you can't be a disciple of the Lord Jesus unless, as he tells you, if anyone would be my disciple, he must daily take up his cross and follow me. And in this season, for us, the the cross in particular of Lent is the, the threefold remedy of prayer, fasting and almsgiving. And if we're faithful to that threefold remedy, it will give us a transfigured destiny too. That if we fast, then at the end of that process, I can hope for better control over my passions, a better direction of my passions, that I might be a little less self-focused, less grasping after my needs and my pleasure. That if I'm praying in this season I might hope that at the end of this season I might be better oriented to to him who is the source of my true fulfilment. And if all that is changing me I can hope to be transfigured into that true beauty of love by the almsgiving of Lent and of that transformation hopefully of something in me In a more stable, permanent form. So, I said there's some things that are similar between a diet and Lent. Let me also point out a couple differences. So, the Lord Jesus, He proved the truth of His promise, He proved it by His many miracles, He proved it by His rising from the dead. Whereas in contrast, so many diets make promises that somehow just aren't true. Well, his promise is true. In addition, as our training coach, the Lord Jesus accompanies us. Well, there's a sense in which there are lots of diet programs where you will have a a training coach with you in the diet. And he will be on the same diet you're on. He's accompanying you. But the Lord Jesus doesn't just accompany us on the outside. He's not just an example for us. He accompanies us within. He gives us his grace, his strength within. Why do I call my cross my cross? Because it's modelled, it's in union with him, with his cross. And so in my Lenten journey, my Lenten discipline, It's not just that he's by my side, but if I let him, he will be within me to to be the strength to carry me through. And then a final difference, possibly the crucial difference. Fasting, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving of Lent, they have a different goal from the goal of a diet. The diet aims to transform your body, but only your body. And your body's important. It's a gift to you from the Lord. Scripture tells you your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We should care to make our body healthy. But it's not as important as our soul that will last for eternity. And the type of transformation that Lent is about isn't the kind of self-help that self-help books are about. Rather, ultimately, the transformation Lent is about is about union with the Lord and the transformation that comes by being united to him. <coughs> so to conclude, a vision of transfigured human flesh. One the diet with slimming world, but that flesh, even if you're faithful to the diet, even if it succeeds, that flesh ultimately will fade. The other, the prayer, fasting, almsgiving, self-denial of Lent, to be part of our way to be with Jesus on the mountaintop, a glory with him that can be ours if we follow him on the way of the cross that we follow him through Lent.